Welcome to the Universal Dancer Podcast with your host, Leslie Zare, author of The Alchemy of Dance and The Alchemia Remedies, coming to you from Cairo, Egypt, the ancient land of Chem. Journey with us to explore sacred dance, the sacred arts, the mystical and the magical. Join a community of like-minded souls seeking to understand the cosmic dance of co-creation through the sacred arts. Come along and expand your mind, ignite your creativity, and explore something new and something old. Welcome. Welcome to the Universal Dancer podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Zare. And first of all, I want to say Happy New Year to everyone. And we have a lot to celebrate. This is the beginning of our fourth season. So we, we have a lot, uh, a lot of new beginnings here. I have a wonderful panel of women with me today. We're going to discuss the topic of using dance as we age or as we move into elderhood. So let me just jump right in and introduce them to you now. Claudia Moore, performer, teacher, and founding artistic director of Moonhorse Dance Theater and Older and Reckless, has been a force on the Canadian dance scene since the late 1970s. She's performed for two seasons with the National Ballet of Canada before moving into contemporary dance as a featured performer with the Toronto Dance Theatre and the De Rossier Dance Theatre. Moore founded Moon Horse Dance Theatre in 1996 as a home for her dance projects. Through Moon Horse Dance Theatre, she performed commissioned works by acclaimed creators. In 2000, Moore established Older and Reckless, Moon Horse Dance Theatre's internationally acclaimed series for mature dance artists who have followed their passions over a lifetime to connect to older dance artists with the public in performances, workshops, discussions, and community projects. Through Moon Horse, Claudia initiated Engaging Seniors in Dance and has been leading classes and community projects for older adults since 2019. Moore has led several outdoor community dance projects through Moon Horse, Nuit Blanche TO, and Kelowana's Rotary Center in the RCA's Creative Aging Festivals. Claudia has received a DORA Award, the Jacqueline Lemieux Award for Excellence in Dance, and was a finalist for the 2017 Premier's Award for Excellence in the Arts. In November 2022, Moore stepped away as Artistic Director to pass the Moon Horse reins along to Allison Cummings. She is now a resident of West Kilowana, B.C., and grateful to still be dancing. Mary Camp is a teaching artist in ballet, choreographer, movement specialist, and liturgical and sacred dance workshop leader. She brings a maturity and wisdom to her presentations of dance in worship services, sacred celebrations, concerts, and workshops. She has been the director of the Kennedy Heights Presbyterian Church's Daughter of Miriam, a liturgical dance ministry since 1999. They have offered dance at churches and events of many different religious denominations. 
Currently, she is the lead teacher of classical ballet at De La Arts Dance Center and instructor in the CB Moves for Parkinson's, sponsored by the Cincinnati Ballet. Dance for Parkinson's Disease is an internationally acclaimed program that offers research-backed dance classes for people with Parkinson's disease online through a network of partners and associates in more than 300 communities in 28 countries. A Sacred Dance Guild member since 1999, she has served as co-director of programs and most recently as co-director of resources. Mary believes that we all are designed to see, create, express, and experience beauty, and that the very nature of the arts can and will touch the very soul of each of us. In 2022, Mary was nominated to be in the inaugural class of the Dancers of Cincinnati, a community-based initiative sponsored by the Cincinnati Ballet Company. Mega Nancy Butenheim is Chief Joy Officer and Founding Director of Let Your Yoga Dance, Embodying Positive Psychology. Mega has served on faculty with the Whole Being Institute since its inception, bringing the teaching tenets of positive psychology into body, mind, and spirit. From 1985 to 2020, Mega was senior faculty member and teacher trainer at Kirpalo Center for Yoga and Health, teaching and training thousands of people in yoga, holistic health, and moving meditation, along with her own signature training, Let Your Yoga Dance Teacher Training. Mega will be teaching her training and a weekend program at Kirpalo this summer. Presently, she teaches trainings both live and on Zoom, as well as workshops and classes in Let Your Yoga Dance for all populations. These classes are for the elderly and people with Parkinson's. Mega is the author of the book, Expanding Joy, Let Your Yoga Dance, Embodying Positive Psychology, the first book written about movement in the world of positive psychology. Her MP4 and DVD, Let Your Yoga Dance with Mega, is very popular. Let's welcome these ladies to the show. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank We're happy you. to thank be you. here. Pleasure to be yes, here. thank you for being here and and uh, and joining in this conversation, which I think is very important. Uh, let's begin. I want each of you maybe to tell us a little bit if you can share how your experiences with dance have personally impacted the aging process for you. You're all, most of you started dancing quite young, so you have a, a range of experience. So maybe I'll just go around, Mega, maybe you can begin and tell us a little bit about how, how dance has helped you through this process. Okay. First of all, it's such an honor to be with you all. I'm so inspired by the uh, your histories and what you've been up to. Um, I am a lifelong dancer. Mom threw me into modern dance class in uh, Bedford Hills, New York when I was four years old and I never stopped. And I uh, majored in dance and, and theater in college and uh, have been doing dance my whole life. And when I moved into a yoga ashram, um, I started to create my own movement practice, which combines yoga, dance, positive psychology, et cetera. And, um, you know, I, I've been around the planet for a while. <laughs> I keep 
keep kind of realizing, wait a second, yeah, I was born in the 50s. So, uh, but I still don't feel old. And I feel like a lot of my high school friends are, they're always saying, I'm so old, I'm so old. And it's really irritating because <laughs> I don't feel old. And I believe that it is my practice of dance and this wonderful, I get to dance through the chakras every day. That's, that's part of my practice. And I really do believe that that is the reason why I, even though I, I had a hip replacement last year, um, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful opportunity to be in our bodies in a kind, sacred, gentle, conscious way without competition. It's not like being, you know, a, a gymnast where, <laughs> you know, you're, or you're, you're flying in the air like a cheerleader. Um, this dance is so kind that I just feel so much joy and, and ease. And I feel like it is making me age the other way. In, in, in some ways rather than this old thing. And now, and now you know, having been working with the, pop, the Parkinson's population for, uh, gosh, it's about 17 years now. Um, and so, you know, that was, you know, back in my 40s. And um, I, I, I was teaching people in chairs and going, oh, that's really interesting. Well, when I had my hip issues, I had to be in a chair for myself. So I thought, well, how lucky that I actually had some experience before I needed it and how, how delightful it is that we are all dancers, no matter what, you know, so that's just a little tidbit there. So absolutely. And I think you made a good point that the, we have to keep moving. <laughs> and if you get sedentary, then this can be really problematic. Uh, and you had that experience in a little way when you had your hip replacement. So yeah, maybe mm -hmm. Claudia, you can share with us a little bit what your what your experiences have been with dance moving into uh, elderhood. I, I, can echo, I can echo so many things that uh, Megan was talking about. Um, I also have two hip replacements. Um, I um, inherited a little bit of arthritis from my mom and my grandma. And uh, once I had my hips replaced, I, I was a born again dancer. I am a, also a lifelong dancer. I cannot imagine my life without dance. I've been dancing since I was young. Um, I've really been um, fascinated by the way my dancing changes as I age, and I enjoy that process. Um, the bigger, stronger, wilder movements as a younger dancer are now more inside different little body parts that are beginning to express, and and uh, and it's a beautiful process. I've seen. Um, in myself and in the older movers that I work with, that it's a revelation to actually feel young again because our bodies are moving. My friend Marie-José always said, motion is lotion. And I sure <laughs> believe that. <laughs> um, Absolutely. I can, I can wake up a bit, you know, uh, stiff, but uh, the minute I get moving, I'm, I'm just feeling so good and so grateful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, I think uh, <laughs> I like that phrase, motion is lotion. <laughs> we're, we're all going to use that from now on. How about you, Mary? What 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 do you have to, to contribute here in your experiences? I can echo what Claudia and Mega said. I think one of the things that it's the community that's around dance, because when you're in a dance class, 
you're with all different ages. And I think one thing about aging is to not to um, limit yourself to being only with people that are your age. As we age, first of all, they kind of disappear. And the other thing is, I think it keeps you young when you're around a variety of people who are different ages. Um, the other thing I like is it's an artistic expression. And I think many artists or many, the average person doesn't participate in any artistic endeavors unless they're labeled as an artist. So I think it gives um, it gives you a chance to create and to move and to experience your body and to know your body, which is, I think, as you age, you need to assess, assess it every day and see how things are going for you. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's it's just a blessing. Absolutely. I think that's that's a good point. It does keep you in tune with your body and and seeing where the kinks are, <laughs> what what needs to be worked out. So, yeah, what what would and, and anyone can can answer to this? What do you feel the benefits of dance are? I think we've talked often about the benefits in dance in general, but especially through this aging process, you, Mary, you brought up the, the um, being in touch with your body or how your body is changing. What are, what are, what are some other things that you would see as the benefits of dance as we move forward through life? I think one benefit is just being able to move and do to walk a distance Sometimes when I'm with people who are my age, there's limitations. And I I don't feel those same limitations. And I think it does keep your body supple. I mean, and, and the other thing is that, um, as you were saying about, you know, creativity coming through, I think movement, there's such a range of different kinds of movement that we can do some kind of movement and and to move to music is very joyful. So I think yeah. even if you're just, you know, rocking from side to side or kind of doing a warm up, I think any kind of movement. So no matter what your situation is, what your age is or or your capacity, um, if you do have an injury or something, there's always something. There's always some kind of movement that is accessible to everyone. Yeah, Claudia, what would you like to say? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the physical benefits are, are clear, the agility, the strength, um, uh, the ability to, uh, our, our balance, so many things that are important to us as we age and, and in, regain, in, in maintaining our independence. Uh, but this also this idea of creativity, I've seen in the classes so many older movers who were uh, dancing as young people, but then when they got older, they had jobs, they didn't have time for themselves. And now that they've retired, their uh, dance has opened a huge window for them. Um, they're, they're to sense their own creativity, to be able to express uh, deep, emotions 
um, it just, uh, it's astonishing and uh, so uplifting to see that. I feel that for myself, dance has always been um, my best friend and my companion. When, when words fail, dance is there. There's so many things about life, especially these days, that are mysterious, that are hard to process, that are, uh, you know, create real deep pits of sorrow, frankly. And uh, through dance, we can process this. And it's a, it's a huge, uh, it's, a, it's a huge support. It, it's a huge um, uh, companion, I think, to us as we age. And I think people underestimate the emotional benefits of dance. As you said, people talk about the physical elements, the stamina or, or agility or, or whatever it is. But I agree that the mental benefits for your mental health, absolutely dance is a, is a, is a wonderful way to maintain that health. It's, it's grounding. It's uh, joyful. I'm sure there are, infinite other things but i i do think that that is something that isn't um isn't thought about so much and maybe in general we don't think about ways to maintain our mental health either i think that yeah. in general people think more about taking their blood pressure or their blood sugar or whatever and they're not really unless they go into depression or something people are not thinking about working that mental muscle, that mental health muscle. And um, dance is definitely a, a beautiful way to do that in general. But especially as we get older, it's something that we can do as we continue through life. Well, I, <laughs> ditto, ditto to the two of you, uh, <laughs> three of you, I should say, um, I, I, you know, I'm always about, okay, I want in my classes, I want to make sure that there's body health, brain health, heart health, and soul health going on for everyone. And, and I thought I'd just, if it's okay, just bring in a couple of lines of research. Um, because, you know, when I started out in this thing, there was no research anywhere. It was so frustrating. And so, oh, you're just doing woo-woo stuff. And I thought, someday... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will know. <laughs> Someday is here. And so this, um, and, and I'm thinking right now about something we haven't mentioned around aging, which is the dreadful dementia and Alzheimer's. And dance, I think, is such a wonderful prevention. And so here, here's just a couple of lines from the behavioral neurologist named Christopher Tilly. He says, Dance increases our brain's capacity for internal communication, essentially teaching neurons to dance better, thereby increasing information integration across and between various areas of specialized function. In other words, physical dance improves the dance of our neurons and makes us comprehensively smarter. Yes. Yeah. How lucky <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I would love to go back also. Uh, Megan, thank you. I, I, I want that quote. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fine. Yes. Um, I want to go back too, to what Mary was talking about in regards to community, because this is the other thing that um, I just 
find that, first of all, personally, uh, for me, um, I'm, I moved from Toronto, where I lived most of my life, out to uh, British Columbia, a small town. And, um, you know, I, I really miss my dance family, but I find that when I meet a dancer here, we immediately become family. You know, yes. that background in dance, that understanding of the body and uh, what, what we do through dance, it immediately connects us. And I've seen such beautiful um, relationships form in classes with, you know, various ages, as Mary was talking about. Um, that just erases the lines of um, that, that age thing. We all become uh, a community. We all appreciate each other. Uh, we all support each other. And that aspect of community I see is so important as we age. Uh, we, we, we really need those connections and we appreciate them and they bring us joy. Yes. Absolutely. And I think if you want to find like-minded people, go to a dance class. <laughs> a, nice you will. <laughs> a nice class. Not a mean <laughs> Well, I yes. want to go out. I want to go to Cincinnati and, and British Columbia and study with you two. That would be so. Yes, fun. I would love to study with you too. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll do a tour. Yeah, <laughs> we can go and visit each other and experience each other. Absolutely. No, we're 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 getting to do it virtually here, but absolutely, I think, and I think that whole point of community. Again, we know. As people age, they tend to become more isolated. This is a huge problem with the elderly is this loneliness and, and isolation. So I think if you can, if you can do any kind of movement class or, or, or Tai Chi or, or anything like that, that keeps you moving, but moving with people is a way to resonate with people. So I think that um, without words, I believe somebody already said that, but um, it's, it is that way to communicate, but without having to use language. So, so it is a beautiful um, experience to, um, to be able to dance with other people and to feel that connection and to create some kind of a, a community together. And I just like to throw in a, a little a, um, a promotion. I mean, I, I don't have stock in the Zoom Corporation, but I am so blessed that, you know, my life stopped for a, two weeks when COVID came up in, in 2020. It's like, oh, my heavens, what's going to happen? And somebody said, you've got to do Zoom. And I went, what? No, I'll never do anything online. That's dreadful. <laughs> community online where you can't touch and well guess what i was so wrong i feel that it's there's something not it's not exactly but i feel like i'm in the same room with you three i i you yeah. know you're in <laughs> we're cincinnati and british columbia and cairo and sarasota florida we're but we're together so yeah. i just wanted to promote the fact that you know people can do this online too we can dance sure. community online no, there are many ways to connect. Yeah, yeah, I, and I had the same experience uh, with the pandemic coming down, and people talk about, oh yeah, we got to go online. I resisted for about a week, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I was actually started to take class with my friend Martha, who's a wonderful Nia dance teacher, 
and she was doing it online and it was going great and i was so i i couldn't imagine how i would have endured the pandemic without that and then i started to teach uh, online as well and so did my fellow uh, my colleagues through moonhorse and i'm telling you it changed our lives and the lives of everybody that would zoom into those those classes who were isolated who were older uh, you know, who were um, really suffering from the re result of that pandemic. I think it it really opened a lot of doors uh, in regards to um, the importance of dance to aging. I think people yeah. were resistant. Well, people are always resistant of something new because I used to do sacred dance summits before the pandemic. <laughs> and it was a problem because creatives tended to not want to use technology and mm -hmm. it was very difficult to like do something like this but then after the pandemic it was really easy because then everybody knew zoom and i think it i think it was important just to learn to communicate in another way to take things to another level sure there's there's being in the same room with people and connecting with people is one experience, but we can have other experiences too. So let's expand that and, and use whatever works and find. And I'm sure that there are nuances to, to doing things this way that we might not have experienced. There may be distractions or I, something I'm sure, <clears throat> excuse me, well, there are. Things. We have access to people's faces on Zoom, which we don't so much have access to in a big classroom. Yeah. So I can right. see what's yeah. going on a lot better, you know? And we have breakout rooms. I mean, I love it. <laughs> and you have access to people in places that would not have, for, for me, um, the dance form that I created here in Egypt, I was very isolated. And that was part of my motivation for starting a podcast because I wanted to talk to other people who do sacred dance because I was sure that other people probably ended up at the same place I did, even if they started someplace else, but I didn't know that because I was far away. So it's really been a way for me to experience and meet people that um, I probably wouldn't have met otherwise. And maybe we all wouldn't have met <laughs> otherwise. So yeah, it's a, it is a, a gift. Yeah. Claudia, I would like to ask you about your older and reckless. Tell us a little bit about what <laughs> is, is that a program? What is that exactly? Yeah, I love uh, the name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Leslie. Um, Older and Reckless came about uh, when I was actually, so I had established my company, Moon Horse, when I was choreographing. I was working regularly with a group of dancers, uh, creating pieces every year, and I, I was a little frustrated by the way we, we needed to rehearse, rehearse, rehearse so much, the process was so long, and then we go on stage for three days and it was over. So I, I initially started Older and Reckless so that we could practice performance, so that we could show the work in development in, a, in an intimate studio kind of setting. Um, and I realized right away that everybody else in the community was hungry for this kind of uh, experience, um, this kind of platform. And then it grew. It just grew into a series, a performance series, 
for um, those dancers that continue to dance throughout their lifetime. They're either leading companies or, um, you know, uh, teaching in universities, but they're also still dancers. So, uh, so it is a performance series and it is, um, it is still happening through Moonhorse, even though I've left now the new, uh, the new artistic director is a fabulous gal. She's keeping the ball rolling. She's, so she's 50. I was, I was around 50 when I started the series and, you know, I felt I had championed my generation of dance artists and now she's doing the same. So she's taking it back to the slightly younger, older and reckless folks. And, um, and it's just been great, you know, um, not only for the artists to uh, be able to share the wealth of knowledge that they've accumulated, um, but we, we also have classes related to the performance series. Um, I've heard from audience members who come to the show and say, um, you know, these are, these are also aging audience members. And they say, what a relief to see our experience echoed on stage. You know, it's fabulous to see the young ones. We all love that, that we love the skill, the exuberance, um, that they can, you know, show on, on stage with their, um, uh, exceptional gifts. But as we age, um, possibly our depth of, uh, physical abilities decrease, but the extent of the, the emotional quality, uh, the ability to be truthful on stage, the ability to, uh, to really, uh, expose oneself, it becomes deeper and it becomes really, uh, profound. I think for both those artists who are performing and for the audience who's experiencing it. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's been a cool thing and it, it keeps on going and, um, I hope it continues to inspire, uh, lots of, uh, aging folks. That's beautiful. And I, especially with ballet, you know, we always knew your career was going to end very early on because it just was too strenuous to keep going like that. So I think, but again, these, these dancers, they, they still have a lot to offer and sadly their careers probably are not going to go on. But um, I remember, I don't remember when this was, but I had the opportunity to see Nureyev do the Schumann pieces. And this was at the end of his career. Like he obviously <laughs> didn't have the stamina and all that he did when he was younger, but I will never forget that. It was so moving that he, he just, because he had that depth, like he had that, something was exuding the 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 movements he were do was doing were quite minimal but um most of the core was was backing him up but i will never forget that it's just like something that's burned on my brain because it was just and i think that happens you, you there is something that you still have to give even if you can't do these jumps and and turns or whatever there's still something there's another layer of something i guess is what i'm trying to say that that you really can can bring through in another way and and it's nice if there is a a platform for for that to be expressed 
Yes, and, and Leslie, I have to say that, you know, this is a, Older and Reckless is the only thing that I know of like this in Canada, but uh, there's a lot of uh, platforms for older performers in Europe. Uh, you know, yes. the Netherlands Dance Theatre 3, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that was a really beautiful project. And um, I was over in England uh, in May with three score dance. Now, these are not older professional dancers. These are just older people who love to move. They've actually formed a company and they commission fabulous choreographers to create work for them. And uh, I saw the performance and, you know, I was just so moved um, to see them, even without, you know, the skill and perhaps the artistry of, uh, of an artist on stage. But these people, uh, these older movers were just so, so profound in the way they were moving and expressing. And uh, so, you know, it, it's really encouraging to see that there's these different projects going on all over the world, uh, respecting the aging process through movement. Well, I hope so. And I hope in, just in general that we get back to a, a mindset of elders and, and that sort of thing and, and kind of lose our fascination with youth just because it's youthful. But um, definitely through the arts, it would be lovely to see all that coming because I think there is so much that that you have to offer after spending that time it creates depth and soul I think as you as you I feel that I feel that I have more depth than soul as I as I get older I'm more discerning I many things change and and I would hope that we can bring that through in our art as well so yeah that's encouraging. I think, uh, excuse me. I think the heart of a dancer is always there. There's something inside of you. And whether you're performing or not, there is a feeling of that you that I get when I just move. I can be by myself or I can be within a group. And I, I think it's so special. I know during COVID, um, COVID, it's so interesting because a lot of people would say, I'm so bored. I have nothing to do. I did eight performances during COVID with the <laughs> Trinity dancers. And um, I also did something with, um, oh, I can't think of the name of the group now, but I'll think of that in a moment. But um, it, it expanded and it was because of Zoom. One of the things that Trinity did and they're working now for next year they did an, a, a living, moving advent calendar, which is so, so, and you can only watch the one for that day. You can't go ahead. It won't allow you to do that. So it's just like those chocolates. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> you only you get one. <laughs> too early. You only get one. <laughs> but, um, you know, I found that during COVID, the, it just expanded your world so much if you were on zoom and i know in the sacred dance guild we actually had online festivals dance festivals mm -hmm. we were able to include people in china which we couldn't you know we couldn't mm -hmm. in cairo yeah from, <laughs> right, from cairo yes leslie um 
it just it just made everything so much bigger and uh, the connections that we made were just wonderful and i i when i hear people say it was so boring i had nothing to do and i thought oh i have more to do that i can accomplish <laughs> you know, really, yes i have too much to do uh but it was um it was wonderful we met people from africa cairo uh, China, Australia. So, uh, you know, and those are things monetarily you can't do. Also, the group that I danced with in New York, Trinity Episcopal Movement Choir, I couldn't afford to go to New York twice a week, but on Zoom, I could rehearse with them twice a week. Wow. And um, it was it was just marvelous. One of the dancers in there is in her 90s. Wow. wow. She's still dancing. Beautiful. And I think she's doing one of the um, Advent wow. sessions. That's so beautiful. I know. Yes. It's, 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 it's inspiring that I, you want to keep moving. Thank, that's well, we do. <laughs> Go ahead, Leslie. No, I, that, I'm done. Go ahead, Megan. <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to, uh, again, I keep getting inspired by you two. Um, the, the whole thing I notice with it, it's partially aging and partially and it's not even aging. I mean, I'm talking 35 year olds are not old <laughs> as far as I'm no. when I have people coming to my training so often they say, well, I'm a former dancer and they literally are 35 years old. You know, I, I'm a <laughs> dancer or they say I can't dance. How could I possibly do this? And so for me, it's it's just this this education, this constant education of we are all dancers, doesn't matter what age we are, um, you know, you can dance. And I have seen this with my Parkinson's students, you know, they, they might be in their bed that day on Zoom. That's another thing about Zoom. <laughs> they might be, have to lie down during That's the true. But can you maybe tilt your head a little? Can you wiggle your eyes a little? Can you let your eyes dance? Can you make your fingers dance? I mean, the whole dance of the hands. There's just, or use your, especially for people with Parkinson's, dance with your mouth because the throat can get so, you know, tightened and constricted. So let's sing our dance. Um, and I, I find that just, so, it's so sad, our culture is really sad. There's so many other cultures that get it. They know that they're yes. dancing. So, mm -hmm. so I like to call elders, uh, I guess I'm one, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I like to call them us welders, you know, that we're well elders, you know, and, oh, that's and, good. and we dance to the best of our ability. And I always say to my students, you know, can you raise your arm a little bit? I'm trying to find the Zoom screen here. You know, it can, and, and, and with with people who who think that to dance you have to do you know triple pirouettes um you know when i auditioned for chorus line i knew i wasn't going to get in i <laughs> but i wanted to get on the super i wanted to get on the super theater stage <laughs> to do a, a double so i knew i wasn't going to get cast but did that make me not a dancer you know, it didn't make me a ballet professional dancer in that sense who could get into chorus line. But, you know, and, and I had to work on that for years going, no, I'm still a dancer. I don't care what, <laughs> you know, I wasn't raised to be a ballet dancer, but I'm still a dancer. And so anyway, I just think that as we get older, um, it, we have to remember that and, and, and remind people around us that we all 
our dancers. It's, it's just going to look a little different. Mm. Yeah, there shouldn't be a stigma. Yeah. Against yeah. not being a dancer. I mean, how you define that. I think uh, we are all dancers, but just because we're getting older doesn't mean we can't be a dancer or just because we didn't study dance doesn't mean we can't be a dancer. So, um, but I think especially as we do get older and for people who did dance when they were younger, they think they're too old, but that's absolutely, well, we've all, we're all proving that that's not, that's not the case. So yes, absolutely. I'd like to go into this subject of Parkinson's. Both Mary and Mega, you you both work with with people with Parkinson's. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I, firstly, I know relatively nothing about Parkinson's. Um, I I don't think it's something that's just in the elderly, right? I mean, this you could be of any Correct, age. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it isn't necessarily about aging. I think we just maybe hear about it more when people are aging that they they have somehow moved into um, this coming out. But maybe you could tell us a little bit about it and, and how you work with people with Parkinson's. Mary, I just talked. So your turn. OK. All yes. right. Um right. I'm moving out of the sun. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to move out of the sun because it's on my in my face so here we go it's very um, dramatic it <laughs> is, <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we call our students dancers because they dance okay. and uh, probably the two things that i've noticed the most is they have developed their own community outside of class, they go to lunch together, they go to movies, they do things, activities um, as a group. One of the things with that I learned, because I knew zero about Parkinson's, I just knew the word when um, it was brought uh, to our studio, one of the, uh, a person who now is our manager, she had Parkinson's and she went to visit a friend who took her to a class and David Leventhal, who yes. Mega, you may probably know. Yes, I love him. He's great. She said, um, I want you to come to Cincinnati. So they happened to find a studio. Her granddaughter went to school with our director's children. And so she knew that there was a dance studio. So it was open to us, all the staff, come and take this class if you want. And we did took the demonstration class and then a couple of us went ahead and, and took the training. But the two most important things is I see the creativity because, and it made me, I'm surrounded by artists. I've done other art forms. I designed jewelry, I've done altered books, all kinds of things. So I'm surrounded by artists all the time, but I realize that many people are not. So they, they're not involved in the arts in any way. They look at it as other than, which unfortunately this country seems to do more so than many. And the other thing is that they develop this community. I think that's probably the most important thing is the community 
and the artistry and that they learn how to create if they haven't, because they've probably forgotten. You know, most people haven't created anything since they were in high school. Yeah. Because if they went to college as an artist, they're probably still involved, but the average person doesn't. And they talk about how that's such a wonderful feeling for them to be able to create. And we allow time in the class for them to create. Um, I've learned so much about it and made some really lasting friendships. There is something called early onset. So, but most of the early onset people are still working. And so they're not coming to class, but um, we they're in all stages of the mm -hmm. disease and it changes. I think it changes every day for every person. It's never, it's not just a one thing you have this one symptom. It's not easy to diagnose. And, um, but we do know that movement, as Mega said, really helps. It really helps. It makes a big, big difference. Two of our dancers have said, when I went to the doctor, they said, whatever you're doing, continue doing it. Yeah. And they attribute it to the yeah. dance. That's beautiful. And and the Cincinnati Ballet has a program that's for Parkinson's or? That's where we're housed. We started 15 years ago. When I went to the training, there was another dancer friend of mine in the training. And there was a young lady, Kate. And so we decided to just form our own little business and offer the classes. And we did. And we applied for grants and we got all that. And so... Um, Two years ago, Cincinnati Ballet asked us if we would come there. They had this program called CB Moves, and it they started out with a program for children with disabilities, and uh, children came from the local hospital, Cincinnati Children's Hospital, which is world-renowned, and they have classes. So we now have a studio with a track in the ceiling that they can move horizontally, or um, in any direction, it changes directions and then you can be harnessed in. And um, we have not used that so far for Parkinson's, but they do use it for the children. But we have a studio that's dedicated to movement, which is, that's so beautiful. we're really blessed to be there. It, it is a wonderful studio. It's nice and it's wheelchair accessible elevators, all of that, which we didn't have where we were before. So, uh, but we've moved five times over the last 15 years, probably. But I think wow. this is our permanent home now. And we That's have beautiful. two new teachers. That's wonderful. Yes. To have that program. That's wonderful. I'm, I'm glad that, that people are paying attention and and especially seeing that dance can be such a healing thing in many, for many different ailments. So um, amazing, yeah. Mega, what about you? What's what's your experience with working with well, Parkinson's? Again, the, the little ditto to Mary. Mine's a little different. I, I too, uh, I, I met 
I met David back in 2007, David Leventhal, who's been the director of dance for PD, and I took their very first training um, back in, the, in Brooklyn, um, which was just a tiny, it was just a tiny little <laughs> weekend. Oh, I'm hearing some noise. I don't know what that noise is, but anyway. Um, so uh, I've been, I basically had been teaching my regular Let Your Yoga Dance and, and all of a sudden these people with Parkinson's like day after day said, oh, I have Parkinson's. And so often that I looked up at the sky and said, are you wanting me to teach people with Parkinson's? I, I don't know much about it. <laughs> but anyway, so I got the dummies book and I found David and uh, started teaching pretty soon because I had these this ready-made group of people. And I have, you know, loved, you know, figuring out how to dance in chairs and take my practice and make it accessible for these folks. And as I was saying before, you know, I can take, we, we can take, uh, you know, physical therapy exercises and turn them into dance, yes. you know, do an ice cream dance, you know, pretend you're having ice cream and then chew and swallow right, yeah. you know, all the mm -hmm. things that they might need. And I just wanted to do a little story. Um, my This fellow has since died. He was 85 when he died and he got a, he'd been my longest term Parkinson's student and he had to, uh, he had a, an infection and he wound up in a rehab and I went to visit him and we didn't even know if he was tracking anything. He was just kind of, uh, you know, lying there with his eyes closed. So I brought my music and I started playing a Karen Drucker song that I use all the time. Karen Drucker is a dear friend and colleague and beautiful teacher. And one of the songs she did, I use sign language. You are the face of God. I oh, I know that. Part. You are a part of me. You are the face of God. So I played it and then I was doing the movements and he was lying there and all of a sudden he started going like this he was tracking everything and I, yeah. I just feel like the power of movement the power of music is so important for all of us but I think in particular I'm always asking my students what kind of music do you like because I know it's going to light up their brain like crazy and it'll just make them feel so much better and again that joy quotient you know, I just want to, if, if there's any, because people with Parkinson's can be prone to depression, of course. And uh, after class, I just feel like I took a Parkinson drug and without any of the side effect, the only side effect I get is a joy. So that's pretty cool. So there's just, that's just one tiny little thing that can happen. It's so inspiring. And they're the best dancers, right, Mary? They're the best dancers in the whole world. Yes, yes. Yeah. We had a wow. similar experience that I'll never forget. And this is when early on, we, one of our instructors, Kate, she, it was after the Academy Awards and she said, everybody's going to go around and give their Academy Awards speech today. So we had this one fellow, he was in a wheelchair. We talked to him and interacted with him, but he never responded at all. And that day he stood up and said, Thank you. Thank you. Everybody was in tears. <laughs> okay. I, it was so, you know, people don't appear to be there, but they are there. Yeah. And you have to always remember that. Mm -hmm. I, that was probably 15 years ago, but I, I, I still get goosebumps when I think about it. 
Well, it's it's a gift too. I mean, you're giving them a gift, but they're giving you a gift as well to yeah. have that experience and to mm -hmm. glimpse into kind of another state of being. So yes, that's beautiful. Well, thank well, you, ladies. Thank you for being here. I'd just like to ask you each if you have any parting thoughts or any words of encouragement for people who are are thinking about uh, <laughs> going back to dancing or or moving through that part of their life dancing. So let me just go around. Maybe, Mega, we can begin with you. We'll go around again if you have any thoughts. Well, this is kind of terrible, but <laughs> it's January 1st, and at 1 p.m. Eastern, I'm teaching Let Your Yoga Dance into the New Year. So <laughs> come on and join me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've had so much fun. I, I feel like I have new best friends. I'm delighted to yes. be with you talking about my favorite topic in the world. Yes, thank you, ladies. Claudia, anything you'd like to? to well, say I, before I, we leave. It, yeah, it's been a huge inspiration and a, and a great pleasure. And I've really enjoyed listening to you both about your uh, work with Parkinson's, which I have no experience with. But I do have um, a story. There was a woman in, in one of our classes that uh, confided with, with me at, at the end of the series that her husband had um, advanced Parkinson's and the classes that she was doing were a real support to her that helped her through that process. And I think that it's just another um, another sign of, of, of how dance can really, um, yeah, it's going to help us physically and it's going to make us feel good, but it can actually help us through really difficult times in our lives. Mm. And um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for it and I'm grateful for you guys. And thanks so much for bringing me into this wonderful conversation, Leslie. Thank you. Mary, any, any parting thoughts? If you've stopped dancing, go back to dancing. It will save your life. And if you are dancing, just continue to do so. Thank yes. you so much. This has Words been wonderful. Well, thank you, ladies. And I just want to, um, if if people want to get in touch, let me just flash up some um, some some contacts here. So, Mega, let's do you first. Your website. You have two websites. LetYourYogaDance.com and MegaNancyButenheim.com. And then you're also on Instagram as Mega Nancy Butenheim, but there are spaces between, and all of these links will be in the show notes. So um, you can you can find them there. Let Your Yoga Dance on Facebook. You also have a YouTube channel, Let Your Yoga Dance 4504. You're on Twitter. You're everywhere, Nancy. <laughs> Mega, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and did I copy that right? Let your yoga dance without an E? No, there's no, there's no room for the E. And of course now it's called X. Okay. <laughs> Not easy. Yeah. And Claudia, I have a Facebook. You're on Facebook. Claudia Jane Moore. Very good. And Mary. SacredDanceGuild.org and danceforparkinsons.org. And I will put those links in the show notes.
So thank you, ladies. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate all your words of wisdom and all the work that you're doing. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's easy to say just keep dancing, but I think having outlets to actually do that is, is important as well. So I hope that if you are, if you are moving into elderhood and you need some inspiration about movement, contact one of these ladies and see what they're doing. And I'm sure you can join their classes or see what, see what programs they offer and um, get some inspiration that way. So thank you, ladies. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And thank you to the audience. Thank you all for being here. And I will just give you my, my website. So I have universaldancer.com, also danceasaspiritualpractice.com and danceasaspiritualpractice.org if you want to get in touch with me. And if you haven't watched episodes of the podcast, there's a list, there's a playlist. So please see some of the other ones. Uh, Mega was a guest, so I have an interview with her. So please check out that list. All right. Thank you all for being here. And I hope you'll join us next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>